Michael. Hi, Shane. This is Dad Pods. Welcome. Welcome to everybody. This is a podcast that we do uh, every week or every couple of weeks. And then we ed- you edit it and then we post it. And yeah. Yeah. Ho- hopefully someone listens to it. Hopefully. You know, I don't really care. But if you do listen to it, give us a, a review of something higher than five stars. I don't know why. Um Everybody, all the other podcasts I listen to, they tell you we only really care about care about five star reviews. They don't want to know if they're doing poorly, right? So they don't. It's not like Yelp, where you presumably like if you get a bad review, you're like, oh my gosh, but maybe I better you know improve myself. Yeah. No. Well, the reality is we're not going to change a thing. So we are not going to change a thing. So if you're listening now, you're probably going to be listening on into the future. I hope. Uh, or or don't. That's okay. So what do so, we talk about? Uh, what are we going to talk about? So tonight we're going to talk about um, 1994 comedies. All right. 1994. It was the the age of when like wraps for a while replaced sandwiches. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's like no one wanted like sandwiches. They wanted wraps. Yeah. World wraps. Like, that was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, very, very memorable. <laughs> very memorable. I mean, they, you can still get a wrap somewhere, but usually, sure. I mean, I think everybody understands that like, you know, wraps are not as good as sandwiches. Yeah, it's its own thing. It's I mean, a wrap it is, and a wrap is also not as good as a burrito. It's not, yeah. Or a hero. A hero. Yeah. So They're very different, each thing. Yeah. <clears throat> they are very different, but I, I just think it's inferior in just about every way to all those other things. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, what else was going on in 1994? Uh, uh, was that like the, to- the age of like the Tamagotchis and the... I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You got that. Um, is that uh, Kurt Cobain commits suicide in 94, I want to say? Is that right? Could be. Could be. Could have been the following year. RIP. RIP yeah. Kurt Cobain. Um, I'm sure some really good stuff happened in 1984. Oh, yeah. Still some good yeah. music going pizza, on. Pizza Rolls was, you know. Pizza Rolls were great. Yeah. Pizza Rolls were lovely. Um, I haven't had a pizza roll probably in. 20 years. years yeah that's... probably since 19 maybe not since 1994 yeah they, they kind of fell out of favor but yeah no, nothing wrong with them no nothing wrong with them at all so anyway so we've got some uh movies that we're really not going to discuss this is a very strange year when i was looking at it uh earlier today like mm-hmm. there's lots of mediocre sequels yep and it was during an era in the 90s when you know every every decade has like a previous decade that they're sort of obsessed with like in the 80s, it was like the 50s. In the 90s, it was really the 70s. Mm. So there's lots of like, there's the, you know, there was the Brady Bunch movie. I think that we've talked about it a previous one. We've got a couple of like um, reboots of like things that happened in the 70s. Right. Uh, during this year. So it's, it's kind of, that was kind of like a thing that was going on in the 90s. Yeah, I, I totally see that. And there's a lot of stuff that's, that has that. 70s vibe you know the yeah 90s is when pulp fiction comes out so that's the ultimate that's in like trying to do a throwback and a lot of music from the in that movie is from the 70s mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of the music from the 90s actually reflected very fondly on like 1970s rock you right. know sort of like the start of heavy metal and kind of grungy stuff there and right kind of became the grunge movement in the 90s all right so let's get started huh 
All right. So our dishonorable mentions. Uh, the first one is Ink Drink, Eat Drink Man Woman. I have never seen this movie. It just sounded funny because it's it sounds like something that the president would do as a cognitive test. Oh, <laughs> very true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about this movie. I don't even know if it's a comedy. I just know that it came out in early 1994. I think it's it's a serious movie as far as I know, or a good movie. It, it was on a bunch of comedy lists. So okay. I'm, I'm going to put it there and I got my, my Trump joke in there. So, All right. You know, Done. Eat, drink, man, woman. Excellent. Uh, next one is <laughs> next, uh, My Girl is 2. My Girl 2. Uh, Jinx, you owe me a color TV. Um, my Girl 2. My Girl 2. I never saw this movie. I haven't either. But, to my girl. but I know the plot of My Girl 1. Mm-hmm. Can I spoil My Girl 1? Wait, wait, wait. Say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, from 1992. So, so she, yeah, 1992. She dies at the end. No, 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 no. He dies at the end. Oh, well, someone dies. I mean, character Culkin. dies. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin dies at the end. So how's she there lives. a sequel? Either way. She gets, she, maybe she gets another boyfriend that she kills. I don't know. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, the, the whole point of this is like an endearing story of two kids and you know, uh-huh. one of the main characters dies. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know either movie. I don't know that I saw either movie. Maybe she's a serial murderer and that's oh, okay. the sort of the thing. Maybe it's like Chucky. Hmm. So yeah, I don't quite see how this works. So the chase mm. This is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, it's uh, Christy Swanson and uh, you know, the venerable uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Uh, he plays like an ex-con or he's escaping from the police or something yeah. and he kidnaps this hot blonde who's rich and they go on a chase. They're being chased by the cops. The only thing that's really interesting about this movie is the fact that it came out like a month and a half before the OJ uh, uh, Bronco chase and it was like predicting all the things that happened with the OJ Bronco chase. Like it was this massive manhunt in, in yep. LA down the freeways and you know media circus it happened first yeah so yeah it, it to me this this will be connected later on like i think i totally saw this on cable with the oh yeah with another movie which is very highly connected to cable sure, sure. yeah we, we when we were talking about this before we we had lots of these movies that were comedies that like you know we were both like either in high school or college at this time um, and you know, you have those days where you're home in the middle of the afternoon and you're watching comedy central because, and eating pizza rolls Yeah. or you're up in the middle of the night. Yeah. And you're just turning something on and watching comedy central and eating pizza rolls. So, um, so yeah, so the chase, uh, D2 mighty ducks. This was the sequel to the mighty ducks. Yeah. I believe Iceland is the, uh, the villain Dublin. in this. Yeah. Huh. Probably the only time I that just, they've been a villain. It may be. Um, interestingly enough, the previous movie was Charlie Sheen. This one's got Emilio Estevez. Okay. They are siblings. Yes. Uh, a lot more wholesome than The Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one is uh, Major League Two. Yeah. This is a terrible movie. You shouldn't waste your time with it. Okay. Speaking of Charlie Sheen, who was, was he in this movie? He, he was in this movie, yes, yes. Uh, so... So Tom Berenger is no longer the catcher. He's like the, the manager. Okay. Um, they replace Wesley Snipes, I believe, with Omar Epps. Oh. Which is probably not the last time that happened with the two of those. Okay. Um, Omar Epps is, is kind of like the, the, the homeless man's Wesley Snipes. 
Sure, I, I can yeah. see it. Um, but it's not good. No, it's not. I, I wouldn't think so. I, how could they possibly have another plot for, for Major League? Well, I think the, the, the plot, if I can remember correctly, was so in Major League, they get to the ALCS and they beat the Yankees. Okay. Right? That's the And that's the end of the movie. Okay. So they've got to go back and win the World Series. I see. So that's... Win the whole thing. They got to win the whole thing. Yeah, and like this in this in this season, you know, everybody is sort of feeling themselves. All of their young up up and coming plucky players were are now like superstars, and mm. you know they've got you know commercials and all kinds of stuff. Gotcha. And then and then their veterans have all either retired or you know they're not playing. You know they're not. You know Corbin Burnson, I think, was off somewhere doing something because he was fifty four years old when the movie right. was made. Yeah. So who knows? Anyway, okay. now we're not talking another sequel. Yeah. It's also not good. Yeah, uh, Beverly Hills Cop two, three, three, three. So the, the fact that this is a a third movie, I actually forgot it existed. I only me think too. I was Hills just going to say is one and two. Yeah. So um, so I have never seen it. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, apparently. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that it still has Eddie Murphy. And yeah, he wasn't replaced by Omar Epps. Yeah, that would be bad. If they yeah. did that. Who would they replace Eddie Murphy with in 1993? So the problem, yeah, at that time, you don't, he's still a reasonably big star at that time. You don't really have he a lot was. of great options. He was. I think this was pre- Like his big uh, skin. Issue, well, issue in a car, right? Yeah. Well, that and then the, the issue. Not just that, but like, even with the issue in a car, he still had good movies coming out. And it was like Pluto Nash kind of really tanks him. And I think yeah. that's later on. Yeah. Hmm. So you still Think have some. If we still, if we, if we get to it, I mean, we're just like Eddie Knight, you know, just like, you know, you could go through all his movies. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, so where are we at now? We're at the Flintstones. They actually yeah. made a live action version of the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. They probably made several of these. Yeah. There were at least two. And it... I believe, I believe, and I believe that the, the conceit was the, like the, the, the great thing was the casting, right? Right. So it had John Goodman as Fred. Yes. which is like perfect. Right. I believe it had Rick Moranis as as Barney. Yeah. Barney Rubble and that's one of his last roles before he kind of had that self-imposed exile from Hollywood. Right. Um I think Rosie O'Donnell was Betty. Mhm. Great casting. Looks just And yeah. then Elizabeth Perkins as Wilma, am I right? Am I that's right? Exactly. Ding, you got ding, it. Ding. You got them all. I've seen this. I don't know if I ever saw this movie. I just remember it was like, "Oh, well, it's great casting, but it's yeah. the live action version of Flintstones." Yeah. It's a uh... Good idea. That's and I think that's probably all you need to know about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, yeah. So this is like this falls into that. You know, we're gonna reboot something that was cool a yeah. long time ago. Like they made a a Bewitched movie and they made a Brady Bunch movie and they made a Starsky and Hutch movie and you know. So the like, the more interesting thing to me is the sequel because not no one returns. <laughs> Oh, really? None, yeah. of the, none of the actors? None of the actors return. So, like, uh, Fred Flintstone is now played by this other guy who you've never... Mark Addy. I have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. So you replace John Goodman with this guy that I don't think shows up in another movie. The next replacement for Barney is egregious. It's uh, Stephen Baldwin replaces Rick Moranis. All right. So the next movie that we have, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the most terrible replacement possible. When we when we get to nineteen ninety seven and we have to do the Flintstones two. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll go over this. 
electric stone blue or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, wait, they wouldn't have an electricity. What am I thinking? Yeah. Um, uh, this next movie, another sequel, another yep. movie I have never seen. Police Academy, colon, Mission to Moscow. <laughs> so I, I think I actually have seen this one. And the problem, I don't even remember if this is Police <laughs> Academy 6 or 7. I don't know. Possibly 8. Like I, at this point, because they don't have the number in anymore. I have Michael, no you could tell me 13 and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This, I, I, this is, again, I would have seen it on cable. It's ter- mm-hmm. This is terrible. This is like as bad as some of the police academies get, this one's really bad. Sure, yeah. So um, I'm actually surprised that you didn't bump this one down. I would have thought this would have been a movie you liked, but uh, the next one is Angels in the Outfield. I could have actually, this one's, okay. this is a decent movie. I've, I saw yeah, this The one. only reason I put it in the dishonorable mentions is I've never seen it. Ah, okay, so uh, it's there. And I'm I saw- usually a sucker for baseball movies. I don't know why I haven't seen this one. I, I only saw it because I saw an advanced screening of The Lion King, and this was a double feature with it. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, a lot of people didn't stick around for this part because for some reason, I guess Disney didn't have a lot of faith in it. They're like, ah, we'll just shove it in here with this really awesome movie. This, this mm-hmm. Lion King. Lion King, probably the best animated movie of all time. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, hey, if you want to stick around, you can watch this movie. Had interesting special effects. Uh, you know, the conceit is that there are angels help. The kid makes a wish. So for some reason, the California angels get assisted by angels who do things like lift players up so they can make incredible catches and mm-hmm. help them hit the ball, stuff like that. So, I wonder if they, if they had put, if they had continued to do these kind of, cause we we've talked about some, some kid baseball movies before. So you've got right. like the, the one where the kid becomes a pitcher, the one where mm-hmm. the kid becomes the owner of the Minnesota twins. Mm-hmm. Like if they had kept making those movies, would there be younger baseball fans possibly i think the movies do help a like, lot why did they why did they stop i don't know this, they could this, have continued to have younger baseball fans like baseball should have invested in like making angels in the outfield three sure uh you know i or you know mariners in the in the sea <laughs> yeah mermaids in the outfield. i don't know yeah uh, the movie's not very memorable with the rangers yeah just to make just, Kids just, like baseball because the average baseball fan is like older than us. Right. And we're ancient. Yeah. And that, that sport's dying. Like it's. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Uh, the next one is the little rascals. Speaking of reboots, this was yeah. a TV show back in the forties. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and TV I did see show, this, one. but obviously yeah. it was, I didn't see this. I I've seen okay. the old little rascals TV show or TV show. It was like, a, yeah. This ter- one I saw. Yeah. Racist. I, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the old one's racist. This one is not racist, which is very nice. <laughs> it's a uh, okay. Yeah, the the they update all the kids, and uh, it's basically a good kids. It's a decent kids movie. I I okay. believe it would hold up. I haven't seen it since forever ago, but uh, mm-hmm. probably all right. And the last one that we're really not going to talk about, but we're going to talk about by not talking about it, is Junior. This is the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger has a baby. That's yes, all that's all you need to know. And that's, that's all it. you should know. <laughs> yeah. Don't see this movie. It's not good. Yeah, it's terrible. Awesomely okay. terrible. Okay. So without further ado, we're going to get to our first movie uh, that was released that year. We go in order, and then we take a few of them that we talk about at the end because they're our favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first movie that uh, is up there is kind of launched a star, right? Uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yeah. And uh, this movie also suffers from a pretty terrible sequel. But this this movie... Is, is not terrible. This is not terrible. And it's stupid. It, it, it's meant to be stupid. Yeah. 
Uh, Jim Carrey, funny performance. Yeah. I mean, and it's a, uh, I, I am from South Florida, so he hmm. kidnaps uh, the dolphin from, we've never had a mascot that was a dolphin on the sidelines, but he kidnapped it. Yeah. And he also kidnaps, or no, he's, he's trying to find that dolphin that's been kidnapped. Right. Um, and then there's a, uh, there's a terrible Dan Marino um, cameo. Yes. And then probably a reveal at the end that won't, wouldn't hold with uphold within sort of like the that's pretty standards, right? Yeah, that that one's pretty uh, not. Einhorn is not Finkel. Cool. I don't know that that's going over real well with twenty twenty audiences. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Sean Young, and it's, we're, I'm going to spoil it. She's the villain, and uh, she's Ray Finkel. She's a former yeah. kicker from the NFL who right. lost a Super Bowl by missing a field goal. Yeah. Which, uh, did that happen to the Dolphins? Like, this is basically no, taking the no, Bills no. plot. The only football, the only Super Bowls that they've been in in my lifetime, they were in two. Okay. They were destroyed, both of them. Okay. So they never lost. It was, it was not, nothing was real out of this, other than the fact that, you know, Dan Marino. Dan Marino was an actual person. Okay. All right. Movie's all right. I don't know if it holds up now. I don't know if it holds up, but it's like, you know, there's lots of, you know, Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey, talking out of his butt, that kind yeah. of thing. Is this the one Courtney Cox is in this one? Is she like the love interest? I think she is, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Sounds about right. So it's like, that's sort of like prime Courtney Cox. Yeah, Friends. Friends is on TV for sure. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> it definitely is. I remember because I was in high school and Friends was... Yeah. Was so what's the next movie? Uh, next we have yet another, not a sequel, but a third in the series. The Naked Gun 33 and a third, The Final Insult. Yeah, I don't know anything about this movie. I just know that it's probably funnier than than any of the other sequels that came out. I yeah, I have no idea because these ones blend together. I can't tell you the difference between Naked Gun Two and Naked Gun Three. I remember Naked Gun One or, or from the Files of Police Squad, the actual TV show. Yeah, they're yeah, all the same. They they're all the same, but they're all funny enough, right? They just pull yeah. the gags. They're gonna you're gonna have the same jokes. Yeah, I think this is the one where uh, the most famous scene is like the the fireworks factory is blowing up <laughs> behind him, and he's like, "Nothing to see here." Yeah. Please disperse, and there's like there's like the most amazing fireworks display going on behind him. Nothing to see here. So that one you can get from the gifts. That's probably mm -hmm. the best way to experience the best gags from Naked Gun. <laughs> yeah. Nice beaver. Um, anyway, I don't know if that's from that one or if it's from the sequel. I think it's this one. I, th I think I that know. is this one. Um, so the next movie, we're not going to spend as much time as talking about this one as we probably could. Yeah. Uh, because I think we might do a deep dive on this movie. This is, this is a movie called PCU. Which stands for, I believe, politically correct university. Yeah, they, they call it Providence College. Whatever. Uh, but I think the, the, the idea the was that it was yeah. yeah, the gag was that it was politically correct university. Right. This is uh uh kind of the first movie that we've ever seen Jeremy Piven in. Yep. He eventually becomes entourage famous. Uh it's got David Spade yep. in the movie. Kind of plays a um smarmy It's a villain. Yeah jerk student it's a little bit like a you know revenge of the nerdsy kind of story yeah uh, they're not necessarily nerds they're more cool kids that are sort of like that are totally gen x like you know laid back and slackers yeah and yeah, it, it has some stuff that doesn't quite hold up not as poorly as revenge of the nerds which completely can't hold mm -hmm. up anymore yeah uh it's also got john favreau mm -hmm. uh in one of his first roles before he became a director this is pre-swingers, pre 
Iron Man. Yeah, I think probably pre-Friends too. He was on Friends. Oh, right. He wanted to be on Ultimate Fighting Champion. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the best. Which is strange. I mean, it predict like like UFC got really popular. Like what? Like two thousand seven or at the earliest. That's the best and part about was, that like, gag. In, in like nineteen ninety, the mid nineteen nineties, he was saying he wanted to be an Ultimate Fighting Champion. Right. Which is kind of funny. But that was on a show, not in this movie. He's not an ultimate fighting champion no. in this movie. In this movie, he's the guy that wears the shirt of the band he's going to see. Probably the most famous and enduring line of this. Well, other than one of the main lines. That yeah, we'll we're, talk not, about. we're not going to talk about it. We might do a deep dive on this movie sometime. We'd have to watch it again, probably. Yeah, we'll, which we'll have to figure it, out. The point about it, it's funny. <laughs> yep. It's funny. It's funny. Yep. It's not good, but it's funny. Yeah. Uh, the next movie is uh, Maverick. This is... Uh, uh, P.O.S. Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays a um, card shark from the... This is also a rebooted movie from like a TV show from like the 60s or something. Right. Uh, that starred James Garner. This is also... plays James Garner plays his father in this movie. Spoiler alert. Very nice. Um, and Jodie Foster's in this movie for some reason too. Right. Uh, it's a funny kind of westerny kind of take on poker in the, the old west and, you know, gallivanting around. I haven't seen it at all. So really, oh yeah. my gosh. Okay, um, but anyway, yeah, he's like a, he's he plays you know charming Mel Gibson before everybody knew he was a pos. All right, uh, the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. This is a uh, cross-dressing movie that is set in the Australian outback. Yeah, and I confuse this because around the same time came another cross-dressing movie. Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Julie, Mo- Julie Nomar. Yeah, and I'm not sure which one's the classic. This one's the classic. This one's this the, is the better one. one. Okay. This is the one that stars Guy Pierce uh, and Terrence Stamp. Mm. Terrence Stamp plays an amazing old queen. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and it's 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 authentically Australian too. So they're all you know Australian accents and all that stuff. Uh, Tu Wong Fu was probably the more might have been the more famous because it had more American stars, right? It had American stars, so it had like you know Patrick Swayze, and, right? other people but this was the, the one that came first it's funny okay. i don't know if it all holds up fully completely but it's funny like nowadays what it would the difference would be was that is that they would actually probably get um transsexual stars actually starring right right film, rather than just men dressing up as women right but at the time i remember that was like considered yeah, ground absolutely yeah 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 so it's a little bit like you know it's a little bit like if we want to criticize this movie we criticize it in the same way we would something like The Birdcage right sure which is in a it's it's a funny movie I think it's really clever in the way that it talks about same sex couples and everything mm-hmm. like that but like Hank Azaria is playing a Latin gay dude sure. and he's not either of those things <laughs> yeah but Hank Azaria amazingly talented actor you should watch I, I want to really watch. Um, Rockmeyer. Right, yeah, yeah. All right. So next movie is Renaissance Man. The only reason I have this in here is because this movie has been made about 12 times. Okay. Just not all called Renaissance Man. This is the classic teacher of English teaches a bunch of rough kids mm. to to learn how to love some, like be smarter in something. Huh. So like, so this is set in like, um a military school okay so everybody's in the military but like they're all like they need to be able to pass an english class before they can be soldiers or something like that 
And he's, of course, he being the great Danny DeVito plays the teacher. Um, and he teaches this group of, uh, you know, jarheads, basically Shakespeare. I think they do like Hamlet. All right. Um, so it's, this... it's, it's like Stand and Deliver. It's sure. like um, Dangerous Minds. It's like, uh, name another, uh, Finding Forrester. It's all those same movies. All put into... Was yeah, this Danny DeVito different. trying to win an Oscar? Like, is this a really a comedy? It could or? have been, but it was it was it was funny. Okay, it was funny. It was it was a lot lighter. It's it's Dead Poets Society. It's all the same movie. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fair Next enough. movie. Ah, it could happen to you. <laughs> so, we are we are contractually obligated to mention Nick Cage in every episode. Yeah. Um, this is a is an odd Nick Cage movie because it is Nick Cage as kind of like a normal guy yeah this is a very normal movie for nick cage I, and i think i have seen this i, I read over the plot oh yeah i've like, seen it yeah this. so this uh this movie originally was sold as a screenplay uh it was cop gives waitress two million dollar tip right and that's the headline that shows up in the movie too right 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 and that that probably would have been a better like movie uh, if they had stuck with that sort of uh, that conceit, but they uh, they decided to make it, you know. And this is a complete aside. Movies that do this drive me crazy. Yeah. Movies that have nothing to do with a particular song. Okay. That just use the title of the song as their movie. Yeah. Like it can happen to you as a line from a famous Sinatra song. It can happen to you. Right. Right. What the hell? Why are you making that the title of your movie? Yeah, it has nothing to do with the movie. And it also changes the emphasis of what the movie's kind of about. Yeah. So I, I guess to go over the plot very briefly, he's a cop. He doesn't, lottery. Have, he right. doesn't have enough money to, to give a tip. tip. So he he tells the waitress, like, oh, hey, you know what? The winnings of this lottery ticket, we'll split it. And she's right. like, whatever. And whatever. then lo and behold. Bridget Fonda, by the way. Bridget Fonda, yeah. Who's uh, pretty charming in this film, right? And oh yeah, Bridget Fonda is one of those like she just left Hollywood completely. Yeah, yeah, she uh, was really good. Somewhere shortly after this, she you know she never did the yeah. I'm a 35 year old, you know whatever in yeah. doing this role. She sort of just in her early 30s, I think, just kind of like was like, yep, I'm out. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Nick Cage did not decide to do that. <laughs> he goes on. No, he There's a lot more moves. <laughs> There's a lot more to Nick Cage. This is a this is a Nick Cage that was completely forgettable in terms of his performance because he he plays it normal. Yeah. Now we might go back in this and look at it and be like, oh my god, Nick Cage played a normal guy for an entire movie. Yeah. Well, and it and kept in character and didn't like freak out or anything. This might be his greatest film ever. Ninety four. So this is before his turn in The Rock, right? So he's still in these kinds yeah. of movies. It's a comedy. It's a light yeah. rom com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we don't know that he's going to become the Nick Cage that he's about to become. Right. Because, so, you know, you've got this movie, and I believe there was a movie that came out maybe a year before this or a year after, somewhere in that same range, where it's like Honeymoon in Vegas, I think. There's Honeymoon in, yeah, there's Honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah. And then the and movie... that's also kind of a like a rom-com thing. He and yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker, I think, are in it. Yeah, yeah. Honeymoon in Vegas is basically the rom-com version of, uh, was it Indecent Proposal? Right. Which is crazy, but it is yeah. a, it is a very light comedy. Um, so anyhow, this one, yeah, the the tip, and uh, as you can imagine, hijinks ensue. Yeah, I don't remember any of those hijinks, but it's it's not a crazy movie. It's more no, like a no, yeah, yeah, and it's a it's a 
It's a sweet rom- romantic comedy. Yeah, it is. It's not a super memorable one. It's very generic. Yeah, because he gives her like a million dollars, but then they end up being together, so they get to keep all that money. Uh, it's really they, about greed. Yeah. <laughs> well, so he gives her the million dollars. His wife is furious at him. She ends up divorcing wife, him. Yeah, because yeah, it's Rosie Perez. That's right. She divorces and somehow keeps all the money because she claims that she gave him the numbers. Mm. so then he's gonna you know and there's more plot and then they're then he's gonna end up with the waitress but they're gonna be penniless but then it all works out magically and then bad things happen to the wife and blah 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 yeah all right yeah money bad is kind of the thing and like giving the money away is good yeah that's uh all right (laughs) so the next movie is the most famous movie on our list it just didn't make our top yeah um, four because so it's forrest gump I think it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. It got way overrated. Sure. Then it got a lot of hate over the last maybe 15 years. And so way more than it ever deserved. It's not bad. I think it might be a little underrated right now. I think, I think you're exactly right. Right. You know, it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. It's uh, you know, some of the, some of the, uh, the tropes in it are a little overworn, like, Mm -hmm. you know, really good actor plays mentally challenged, you know, character and wins an Oscar. Sure. You know, that was made fun of in the movie Tropic Thunder by, uh, <laughs> uh, a great effect. Never go full retard. Yeah. You know, that, that whole line from, from, uh, yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Who is ironically playing somebody in blackface. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is Robert Zemeckis and Tom Hanks at the peak of their powers, yep. doing a epic American comedy. Yeah, and it covers a lot of Americana, and it yeah. he, it's it's a good setup. Yeah, it's a good setup. It's fun. Watch it with your kids. You could totally watch it with it's, your kids. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, you find out that that Jenny, played by expertly by uh, Robin Wright, Penn, mm-hmm. might be the greatest. Uh, uh, Villain of all time. Yeah, she's kind of terrible. But that's yeah, she's right. really terrible. Yeah, Force Force is cool though. He's alright. Force is cool. Uh, next movie. Yeah. Another. Uh, um, so I always thought about this. So this came out the same year that Ace Ventura came out. So yeah. this is The Mask. Mm-hmm. Um, the debut of uh, Cameron Diaz, by the way. Mm-hmm. This movie came out the same year as Ace Ventura. Did they just like? Ace Ventura came out, and then they just cast Jim Carrey in this thing already, and then they must have this been movie had it. money behind it. Yeah, Ace Ventura one, had nothing behind it. I wonder if it was the other way around because they must have been working on this for a while because of the special effects. Exactly, because this had a lot of special effects in it, yeah. and a lot of makeup, and they like had to have like. I wonder if they had Ace Ventura in the can for a while. That might have been and it. released it, and then. You know, because and they just knew that it was going to be a big hit, so they cast him in this thing. I don't know. Oh, very possible. That's that's very possible. Yeah, yeah, they were just waiting for a while, and everyone knew about it in Hollywood. So anyway, so uh, uh, Jim Carrey gets a magic mask, and yeah. it turns him into a cartoon character. Basically, yeah, he's a living Looney Tunes character. Yeah, uh, he's a he's, he's commits a lot of theft and crime. For, for a he hero. does do a lot of bad things, doesn't he? Yeah, and then he eventually does some good things, and he becomes a hero. Um, they made sequels to this, not starring Jim Carrey. Speaking of uh, yeah, other sequels, not starring the the star of the uh, film. Yeah, I think the other one at least called Son of the, of the Mask. Mask. Son of the Mask, and I believe it starred 
do you remember so you remember the scream movies yeah so jamie kennedy who plays the uh yeah, the guy that knew all the rules yeah. of the horror movies within the horror movie. Yeah. He's the guy that becomes the uh uh the son, the son of the mask. Not who I would cast as my leading man, even for a comedic purpose. No. He was the guy who who's who probably should have gotten killed in the first screen movie. I think lasted to the third one. That's amazing. Maybe related to a director or something. I don't know. We should do a deep dive on the screen movies. That'd yeah. be fun. Oh, next movie. Next movie is a really good movie. Yeah. So this movie is Ed Wood. Yeah. This is a Tim Burton classic. Johnny Depp plays Ed Wood. Yeah. Uh, the famous director of Plan 9 to Outer Space. Yeah. Which is a terrible movie. No one should ever watch that movie. Right. Even even ironically, you should never watch that movie. No, it's no, just there's, not no there's no point. So, but it's this, you know, cheesy B-movie director that creates this opus magnus that's this terrible film. And this is the story of the making of this film. So is this the first version of The Disaster Artist? Sure. Yeah. And probably the better version of it, right? Yeah. This one was was known to be really good, right? Well, I thought yeah. The Disaster Artist is also supposed to be good. It was supposed to be good. But I mean, this is just a more, this is just a better film. I think even, uh, um, who's he wants it? Wins an Oscar for this movie, doesn't Oh, he? you're right. Yeah. Depth, right? Uh, or, or no, no, no. Uh, Bella Lugosi, I want to say, or yeah, no, Vincent Bella, Price. It's Bella Lugosi. Yeah. Uh, the not Bella Lugosi himself, the actor that plays him, and I can't remember his name right now. Uh, but he wins an Oscar. It's a. Uh, right. Is it Vincent Price? No, it's not Vincent Price. He doesn't. Oh, know. anyhow, yeah, this is great radio. <laughs> this is great radio. Um, but anyway, so Johnny Depp plays Ed Wood. Um. And let's get the, the full cast on this because it's really good. And Tim Burton directs this movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Martin Landau. Oh, okay. It's Bella Lugosi. Sure. Uh, it's got Sarah Jessica Parker in this movie. Sure. Cool. Arquette is in this movie. Uh, Bill Murray is awesome in this movie. Hmm. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio plays Orson Welles in this movie. Oh, wow. This is a loaded cast. Yeah, this is a loaded cast. This is an amazing movie. Uh, Julian Landau's in this movie. Uh, there was a great. Um, uh, so this it's a like a like a sci-fi horror movie that they're trying to create, right? But they're trying to make it sort of lively and fun, which doesn't really go with sci-fi horror movies, right? Sure. So um, that's because um, Ed Wood is a little bit sort of eccentric and crazy. Right. He's a cross-dresser. He likes you know doing things differently. Mm -hmm. um, for you wrestling fans out there. Uh, George the Animal Steel plays a role in this movie. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, I think this is Tim Burton probably at his like best. Yeah. As so a director. Probably worth watching this movie then. Yeah. I, yeah. No, this is worth watching. I only saw it uh, once a long time ago. I don't remember it very well. Yeah. It's one of those movies that you re would really want, want to just see once. Yeah. I don't know that it's one that you'd like watch over and over and over again. Right. Um, but it's a good movie. All right, maybe I'll give it another shot and actually pay attention this time. <laughs> um, next one. Uh, this is also, gosh, this must be one of the last uh, Rick Moranis movies. <laughs> yep. Um, this is Little Giants. Yeah. This is a kid's movie, right? They're, they're... This is a kid's movie. This is, uh, it's funny though. Okay. It's not, not terrible. Pee Wee football. Um, That's why they're little. Pee Wee football. Um, so it's basically, the funny parts about it are, you know, thinking about it as parents now i see how how peewee how kids sports 
can be taken way, way, way too seriously. Right. And that's the, Ed O'Neill, Al yeah. Bundy at the time hmm. plays like the, the great football coach doing peewee football, right? Mm-hmm. His teams are always awesome. They're the Cowboys. They're, they win every year. They, mm-hmm. you know, they have all the best players. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, Rick Moranis, who's like his brother-in-law or something like that. Uh, just to add, you know, misery more connection, yeah. more connection yeah. to it is like this, you know, just a kind of a normal guy has a kid who wants to play, but can't make the team. So right. he's like, I'm going to start my own team. How, what, how hard is it? Right. Right. So he's trying to compete with this team and then he gets like the, the group of misfits. So it's a little bad news bears ish without them cursing. Gotcha. At coach. Um, they get the girl on the team who's mm-hmm. like, because it's like, you know, peewee football and they're like 12 or 13 years old. She's like yeah. bigger than all the boys. Sure. So she's like their best player. And they get the, then the one guy, like their quarterback who decides that he wants to play for the good team, mostly right. because he likes the girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the conceit and spoiler alert, they win at the end. Oh, how nice. Oh, it was a Fumbaruski. Fumbaruski is nice. Yeah. Fumbaruski. Fumbaruski. That's the did best, put, one of the best did part. Did you put this I... on the list because you think the little giants could beat the actual giants now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You just love making anti giants jokes, right? Yeah. I mean, my own team is horrible now. So that's, that's, they that's are bad. bad. They're really they're bad. bad. It's been a long time since the Patriots have been bad. Let's yeah. just we can pour one out for the Patriots era. That's all right. They got two of their best players are sitting out. It's a weird year. It is a weird. You know what? Any COVID-related year is just it's going to be weird. Yeah. Like wait, they had to basically forfeit a game. Their quarterback still probably recovering from COVID. Like yeah. let's be realistic. Probably. Who knows? Yeah. He only it, had it like it have two any, weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, he also didn't have any symptoms, so it was just like he was like positive, 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 and then yeah. Tested negative. Yeah, I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. If you believe any of that, I don't know that I believe anytime anybody says that they've tested positive and then two weeks later they test negative. They're suddenly fine. Particularly if they want to play football or if they want to go on the campaign. Don't we know that there's false negatives in these tests? Maybe they're just testing enough until they hit one. You know, who knows? It's like Wheel of Fortune. They're just rolling until they get something that they like. Yeah, Uh, so whatever. I have a hard time understanding what this season is. So the next movie. Yeah. Is the Santa Claus? Yeah, it's a staple of uh, many Christmas times. People yeah. like this movie. I've never seen this movie. Oh, okay, I've seen it. It's yeah. it's a good movie. Uh, the problem Tim is Tim Allen is yeah. so you got to decide like if you're okay with that. He's... Yeah. So do you hate Tim Allen because he's a conservative Republican, or because he was uh, like busted for drugs back in the seventies? Oh, definitely the conservative Republican. I don't care about okay. the drugs at all. Yeah. yeah, he's a. Well, the best thing about Tim Allen is like, uh, you know, he'll tweet something like, "Oh yeah, uh, that's what people really hate to see it—a a funny Republican." And then the, re- the reply has to be of like, "Well, when you find one, let me know." Yeah. And uh, that's all you got to say about Tim Allen now. But this movie is actually pretty good. It's funny. Yeah, it's almost. I mean, if it weren't for Toy Story, this would be the thing that. Tim Allen is best known for, like yeah. from a movie standpoint, obviously. There's three of these things. TV show. Yeah. Yeah. That TV show that he was on forever. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot I of these movies. What, what was the one? Yeah. Uh, Home Improvement. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Is that any good? I've never seen an episode of Home Improvement. Uh, at the time it was good, but that was, that's really grading on a curve. Yeah. Anywho. Um, our last movie. So uh, Santa Claus, you become Santa Claus. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of morbid. Like you kill Santa Claus, so you become Santa Claus. So he accidentally kills. It's like Santa. Highlander. 
Yeah, it's in the, the mythology of the show. It's really odd and strange. Or if you kill death, you can become death in a lot of myths too. Mm. I don't know if I like that part of it. Um, but, you know, in terms of movies, sure, why not? I think they should combine the Santa Claus and Highlander and see what happens. Well, sure. <laughs> Maybe that's how it works. I don't know. Yeah, that would be a movie that Ed Wood could do. Um, so the last movie that we're going to talk about before we get to our is another damn Jim Carrey movie. This this had to have been three Jim's best movies. year, and exactly. they all were amazing hits. Yeah, right. So this is Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. So this is Jim Carrey and, and Jeff Daniels. They couldn't have known he was this big of a star before they started putting all these movies out. No way. They just how did they figure? How did they make this? The turn these things around that fast? I don't know. His agent must have been amazing. Because uh, yeah. three in one year, yeah. Sometimes this happens, and these are all hits. This movie is actually yeah. good. Like this is a, no Dumb and Dumber is, I think, the best of the three. Yeah, it's a solid dumb, like a actually smartly yeah. made dumb movie. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He plays a just a an, an idiot who's like, is they are they brothers? I don't remember. Friends? They might. Just, I think they're just friends. It's he and Jeff Daniels. They they do a bunch of stupid stuff. They yeah, they're amazingly dumb. They're amazingly dumb. It, the, the movie lives up to his title. Yeah. It's, it's based, best known for the line of, uh, so you're saying there's a chance. Right, right. Or the diarrhea scene. Oh, yeah. Also tremendous. Like, there's a lot of really good scenes. It's, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a truck that's like a, like a dressed up like a dog. Like yes. A, yeah. It's, it's weird. And they're on scooters. They go to Aspen for some. Yeah, it's just weird. It's incredibly dumb. There's a, it's actually somewhat of a murder mystery kidnapping kind of plot going on here. And uh, these guys are just there and they're screwing it all up. Right. And uh, it's uh, the, the stupidity is just so brilliantly written. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. That's, that's the one that we recommend. I would recommend it for sure. Yeah. All right. We've come to our favorites. Mm-hmm. So how about we, uh, I'll start, you go, and then we'll do our two that we share. Sure. Um, so um, one of my favorites is Reality Bites. Mm-hmm. I think this is what, this is considered probably what, the the classic Gen X comedy? Yep. So as everyone's forgetting our generation, we are Gen X. <laughs> yeah. exists. We just happen to be smaller than the other ones. The, yeah. the ones that sort of are on either side of us. Like the, the baby boomers were so big. Now, yep. now, we might be bigger now because a lot of baby boomers have died. True. Um, but- uh, and then the millennials are so much bigger than us in terms huge of like demographic. huge numbers. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Gen X. Uh, this is, uh, I believe Ben Stiller uh, mm-hmm. directed this one. Yeah, so yeah. it's got uh, Winona Ryder at her peak, Ethan Hawke at his peak, mm-hmm. um, uh, Stiller, Janine Garoppolo. It's mm-hmm. a great movie, great soundtrack. Oh yeah, almost more well-known for the soundtrack. Yeah. I don't remember anything about the plot of this movie. It's funny though. I think she's trying That's to make a movie movies. or something like that. Huh? Or she's, 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 well, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit like a, like a, um, it's almost like, what's that movie from the eighties? It's a uh, St. Elmo's fire, <laughs> but set in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, Winona Ryder at her absolute best and Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Ethan Hawke. Two people competing for her love is kind of the uh, yes. idea. Yeah. It was a love triangle kind of thing. Uh, Jeanine Garoppolo plays the friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of a lot of they good memorable lines. Sharona. Yeah, exactly. It's a good movie. Yeah, I, I I almost picked it, but I wanted to to pick something different. different. Yeah, which which is brings us to the next movie. So I picked uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, 
This is a okay. uh, very classic rom-com and uh, launches the career of, well, so Hugh you got your Hugh Grant and also uh, Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I really liked about this movie, it does kind of set up this thing, which you experience later in life of some friends you just see all the time, either at weddings or sure. a funeral, like a funeral, yeah, a mm-hmm. formation funeral. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a rom-com set over this long period of time where they, it's, yeah. it goes across all those events. A little, a little when Harry met Sally. Yeah. 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 But set through the lens of these events and also has, um, it's gone on to spawn a TV show now. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Which is apparently pretty good. That's, there you go. Yeah. Streaming or? Streaming, know. yeah, like on Hulu. Okay. Four weddings and a funeral. Yep. Uh, it's funny. It's good. Uh, so this next movie is a Coen Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's often considered one of the weaker Coen Brothers movies. Which I don't understand. I don't understand. I love this movie. Yeah, same. Um, uh, but it's 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 also I mean like Coen Brothers comedies it's weird and dark and and bizarre and, and peculiar and strange, yep. but it's uh the Hudsucker Proxy yeah. So this is a movie that's like set in the 30s, um or right around the like when yeah, financial industri- markets were crashing and all yeah. kinds of stuff industrial revolutionish time. Oh, yeah, actually no, yeah. like yeah. Yeah, it's like 1930s. Yep. Like they've because they've got like teletypes and they've got I think they've got phones and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but, uh, so Tim Robbins plays a guy who, uh, you know, is hired onto this big company. I don't think he even knows what the company does. Yes. Uh, in like the mail room and, uh, uh, Paul Newman mm-hmm. plays like the, the, the kind of the, the puppet master from behind the board of directors who kind of controls everything, you know? Right. And, the 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 actual CEO of the company like jumps out a window. Right. Yeah. Things are looking so bad because this is financial markets. Yeah. So this is like yeah. this is like a depression era mm-hmm. comedy kind of, and then for some reason, Tim Robbins becomes the CEO of the company. Right. Just like jumping up from the mailroom. Right. Because I think it was like in somebody's will or in somebody's like. Yeah. They, they so want anyway. him to fail too, so that that's that's part of the, the plot too. Right. Like, part of the part of the plot is they want him to fail because the the, the board of directors wants to just basically dissolve the company. Right. Um, uh, the best part about this movie is Jennifer Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. Talking, like I can't I can't do the, the the voice that she does. You need to watch this movie just to watch Jennifer Jason Lee. Tremendous and performance. She she just like nails every scene. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. Yeah, and then he goes ahead and he invents a bunch of like you know now famous things. Yeah, yeah, like hula hoops and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, for kids, it's yeah. great, very funny, <laughs> yeah. way uh, heavily stylized, and uh, you know the the act. I think it's black and white. Is it black and white? No, it's not. It's just that no, most it's of it's shot. just it's gray, right? Yeah, they, they're wearing Everything all is, gray. Yeah, Everything it's all gray. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is color in it. But it's but it's very. You're right. It's like almost like a. It's colored like a Tim Burton movie, actually. Yeah. And it's, I, but, it's, but it's Coen Brothers. I think this is a brilliant movie. Uh, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then next up, the last, last up. That the last share. up. I mean, we talked about Reality Bites being the Gen X comedy of mm-hmm. all time. This is probably it, actually. Yeah. Could be. Um, this is Clark's. Yep. The directorial Smith. debut of Kevin Smith. Yeah. This movie costs like $10,000 to make. Yeah. Um, 
and most of it was just renting the camera. Yeah. Because back then you couldn't just shoot a movie on your iPhone like you can do today. Right now, this would cost like nothing. No, so. no, absolutely. Because it's like he used the the convenience store that he worked at. Right. He hired his friends. He didn't have to like pay the actors or anything. Yeah. He just he just wrote a screenplay. Um, he's in it. He is Kevin Smith. His family famously is Silent Bob. Yep. So he doesn't have to talk. He doesn't talk. Yeah. Um, this is uh, a movie that is basically just two characters talking in a convenience store, right. working an overnight shift for an hour and a half. Right. And there's and a few sort of side characters that come in and, and interact with them, but it's mostly the two of them just kind of talking. It's pure dialogue and uh, very well written. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I think it, I feel like it was famous at the time because people were talking about having it rated X for the dialogue. Like, cause there's right. a lot of, a lot of swearing. There's a lot of swearing. This is not one you can watch with your kids. Yeah. I don't think anyone would consider rating it X nowadays. <laughs> probably not. It's also probably a movie that would never get made today. Yeah, that's true. Like it wouldn't get released into a theater. I mean, not even, I mean, even if theaters were open, but right. like you wouldn't make this movie, like you would make this as a, as it's one of those movies that would probably be a, like they would say, can you expand this into eight episodes? Yeah, it would be an interesting. Or it would be something yeah. like uh, they would probably make it a, like a comedy, mm-hmm. and it would be like an eight episode, twenty two minute sort of sure. comedy thing that they would have on HBO or Netflix yeah. or something like that, where it be it could be even darker and dirtier and stuff like that. And yeah, I think the original version of the of Clerks actually has like uh, the original screenplay had. Um, somebody coming in and robbing the place and shooting the guys. Yeah. I've seen the, that's, that's like really dark and like doesn't yeah. fit at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But it's like, you know, Kevin Smith's a little, a little out there. It's good that he didn't go with that edit. No. Cause they ended up making a sequel. It was really good. Yeah. That, that wouldn't have happened if uh, they died. Yeah. yeah. The sequel is actually pretty funny. Actually, I actually like the sequel a lot too. So this movie's good for, it's like, it's helped start. I'm not even supposed the... to be here today. Exactly. <laughs> the indie craze, right? So that's, that's an important yeah. part of this time frame. It also starts other things like a uh, nerdcore. There's this yeah. whole bit of dialogue about uh, Star Wars and uh, mm-hmm. the use of contractors on the third Death Star. Like, right, right. <laughs> that's a really deep uh, intellectual discussion about you know something for kids. <laughs> that, yeah, I think in the uh, I think it's in the second. Uh, Clark's movie that they have a big discussion of like Lord of the Rings yeah, and, and how they don't like Lord of the Rings. It's just like, what happened in Lord of the Rings? Just a bunch of characters walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good movie. It's yeah. uh, it does. And it started it is, Kevin and, Smith who like, right. You no, know, I mean, and this is, this is probably his best film though. I think I, there's probably a couple I like a little he's bit got, more. But, he's got some good movies, but this is probably yeah. his best one. Yeah. Yeah. So and you it, should see this. It, yeah. Yes, you should. Not with your kids, though. Definitely not with the kids. There's lots of F words. There's lots of sexual innuendo. Mm, it's beyond innuendo. <laughs> They're pretty explicit with what they talk about. I no, but, yeah, but I mean, they talk about it. They talk a lot about like different sex acts and, yeah. you know, what you should do with your parts. Yes. So, yeah, don't don't see it with the kids. I don't recommend that. But you should <sighs> see it. Yes, but yeah, so 1994, this was a, this was, I mean, even though nothing of it was in our favor, it has to be like, like Jim Carrey won that year. Mm, totally. This was, I mean, it was his year. Yeah. Uh, it's again, showing the era, right? Like mm-hmm. he's, he had a great year then. You've got some interesting things there. You got a couple of indies that are really, really good. Like Hudson Proxy's an indie. And so it was a uh, four weddings yeah. and a funeral and 
mm -hmm. uh, clerks, right? Clerks, yeah. And then you start to see the the rise of the cable movies. Like <laughs> we'll talk about it later with PCU and the yeah. the chase. These movies yeah. that only I mean, and I mean, you could you could throw a little giants into there. Mm -hmm. um, Mask became a really popular movie on on cable. Mm -hmm. um, something like obviously clerks you couldn't put on cable because no, not it would at all. be like it would be like a minute and a half, maybe yeah. maybe eight minutes tops without yeah. all the language. So, but yeah. Um, overall, pretty good year. Yeah. yeah, not bad. Do we have a uh, dad bod of the week? Who are you thinking? I I hadn't given much thought to it at all. Um, we've probably mentioned this person before, but uh, you know, since you have Rick Moranis uh, twice here, I was thinking of Rick Moranis. And 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 his story is amazing too. If you know about anything about Rick Moranis and mm -hmm. and and what he did, so his wife. Um, so he had a family and his wife uh, passes away due, a long, due to a long fight with cancer. And he just up and leaves Hollywood, stops acting and raises his uh, kids. Yep. So he just recently, I think, I think his kids just recently both like graduated and moved out. Yeah. So he's just now venturing back into certain things. Like, so he's taken a few roles and he's done a few like cameos and stuff like that lately. Yeah. But he spent a good, probably close to two decades uh, not being in any movies. Yeah, and not really being anywhere. Like, I think he was interviewed once. He just sort of told people, like, no, this is what I'm doing. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing this for my kids. It's what I have to do. So. Yeah, so but that's... Dad, and he's, you know, he looks like your dad. Yeah. Dad bod dad and maybe dad of the, of the week. Yeah. yeah, dad of the week. Dad of the week, Rick Moranis. It's, it's, a, it's a consensus on this week. All right. So. All right, well, thank you for joining us. Um, if you didn't join us, bleep off. <laughs> but uh, you know, give us a give us five stars, or 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 three stars, or six stars. Uh, give us know. six stars. Yeah. Thank you for listening. All right. Goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Michael. <laughs>